This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Well, hello. Hello, everybody. Sexy people. You sexy valentines. It's, you can't just make someone your valentine, can you? You have to, like, ask. But all of y'all are, are valentines, whether you like it or not. I don't know that you can do that. I don't think you can just claim a Valentine. It's certainly not it. an entire audience. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Inappropriate, isn't it? We are going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day today because it's that kind of a day. And I don't even think we're going to do a full episode today because A, you've got better shit to do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, B, mm-hmm. even though we'd love to do a full podcast, we got dragged into another meeting with Dave again today. <laughs> so... Here we fucking are. Here we are. <laughs> I, um, you, you don't do a ton with your husband for Valentine's Day. Not but, really. Okay, and it's not your day. That's totally fine. Every relationship has your dating anniversary or mm-hmm. the, the anniversary of your first date or your wedding anniversary or whatever it is. And people celebrate different things. Now, some will also make room for Valentine's Day, but that's not you. You guys don't do that. No, not really. We do have our dates. We're celebrating our anniversary early this year, going to Vegas and everything where we got married. Like, There's so many things that we're doing that why pile on another day or put any pressure on ourselves? It's a little more about our kids. I bought I bought the kids uh, a couple things. He bought the kids a couple things as well. And so it's it's really all about them on Valentine's Day. We're doing heart shaped pancakes tonight for oh, dinner. Nice for them. Yeah. So it's re- it's really for us Valentine's Day. It's just about the kids until they get to the age where they're like, can you not? And then I'll stop. Okay. Pro tip: You if you're doing Valentine's pancakes for dinner. Yeah. We got some fabulous maple syrup from Blue Mountain when we were there last week. That's right. And if you haven't tried it, it's delicious, it's organic, and it is awesome. Okay, all right, I'm going to use that. Let's talk about the kids for a second, because there's a lot of people out there that have got little ones running around. If you're going out for a romantic date for Valentine's Day, do you bring the kids or no? Mm, I mean, you could. Sure, absolutely, you could. Some people are strongly against it. Some people are all for it. Um, yeah, I wonder how many families are going out for Valentine's Day. I, I assume more families are staying in for Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? You're going to do the date night at home because it's, you know, A, getting a sitter on a Tuesday. It's kind of shitty. Do and, sitters get geared up for days like today? Like, fucking right. Oh, it's Valentine's. I'm going to make some money. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think the key is you've just got to not linger at the end, right? Like when when mom and dad get home, you better get your money and get out because they've got <laughs> shit that they want to carry on with. Get your money, get out. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. That was just one of the this or that type questions that I wanted to ask you for Valentine's Day. But I think this is a good way to summarize everything that's going on. What would you rather? Fancy dinner, stay in, order pizza. Yeah, stay. I think stay in for me. Can I tell you, I feel the exact same way. The thought of a pepperoni pizza tonight sounds freaking great. Yeah. As opposed to going out and spending $400 on a, a nice romantic <laughs> that's, dinner. That's really what it is. It's going to cost you $400 these days. If, if you, you order yeah. apps and wine, you're, you're in and tip, you're in for 400 bucks, And it's crazy yep. how much it costs to go out now. You are not wrong. That's exactly what it's going to be. 
Okay, what about this one? Would you rather watch a rom-com from like 20 years ago that you've seen a million times or a brand new romantic comedy that you haven't seen before? Yeah, I'm going to go OG on that because then I know what I'm getting. 54% of people said they would like to stay in for pizza. I don't know if I gave that result. And when it comes to rom-coms, almost 70% would rather watch a movie that they've seen over and over and over again just because it's Valentine's Day than take a chance on something new. And you are kind of taking a chance. I watched the Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lopez for me, one of the queens of rom-coms, right? Of all time. She's done a good, she's got a good catalog of them, yeah. Absolutely. So when her new one with Josh Jumel came out, it's on Crave here for those who haven't seen it. Uh, I thought, great, awesome. And it was good. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But it's just not the same as those, for me, those that early 2000s era of rom-com. That's the sweet spot for me. So that's why I'd opt for that rather than rolling the dice on something new. Best rom-com that you've ever seen. <gasps> Is it The Notebook? Well, see, that I, it, it's not a rom-com technically. Best romantic movie I've ever seen would be The Notebook. Rom-com though... Yeah, I put, I don't know, on my list, I did have a list out today too. Let me see. I just want to double check what I, yeah, The Wedding Planner. Again, that's a, a J-Lo. I'm just thinking about all the ones that I've seen a million times. I've seen The Wedding Planner a million times. I've seen She's All That a million times. I've seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days a million times and Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> I've owned all of those movies. <laughs> the Notebook, although technically speaking, it wouldn't count as a rom-com, is my favorite, like, love movie like if I'm putting on a movie about love and then the Titanic as well does it have a really shitty ending in terms of love yes people die but the Titanic is also one for me that I I love okay chocolate covered strawberries or gourmet popcorn chocolate covered strawberries baby can I tell you I don't like strawberries at all and they actually ruin chocolate for me Ah. I'd much rather take the popcorn myself okay but 75% say they'd rather do the chocolate covered strawberries Valentine's Day, as we know, is very cliche in a way. It's kind of a hallmark holiday. I get it. With that in mind, you've got a choice on Valentine's Day. Do something special with your partner or go out with your friends. Oh, oh. A friend's Mm. Valentine's dinner. Yeah, I don't know where people are going to sit with this because if they have a partner, they're probably going to opt to be out with their partner. Um, But I'm going to say, will people opt to go out with their friends? Yeah, majority yeah. of people would, uh, 61%, sorry, 61% would rather go on a date, but 39%, okay. like four out of 10, would okay. rather do a friends thing. Yeah. People watching on Valentine's Day, if you're out with friends, oh. can be magic. If you're doing nothing for Valentine's, yeah, go to a bar, sit down at the bar, order a drink, and just people watch. Because <gasps> you're going to get a nice mix of couples that are in love, People that are trying to salvage a relationship. First dates. First dates. Awkward ones. People trying to get back with an ex. People who hate Valentine's. People who love Valentine's but don't have a Valentine. You'll get a bunch of weirdos depending on where you go. I think people watching on Valentine's Day tells you a lot about the human condition. I think even a date people watching is good. My husband and I love people watching, especially that moment. I mean, you mentioned dates. That moment when the bell comes. Who's grabbing it? You could you could take bets on who's going to grab it or if there's a fight about it. If they look like they hate each other and they're both on their phones the whole time. There's so much to look for. It's fun. Movie or stay home and stream a movie? So theater or stay yeah. home? You know, I, I always stay home to watch movies like 90% of the time. So I'd say if I had the opportunity to, I'll head to the theaters. You know... 
depending on the theater and what the movie is. Top Gun, for example, I wanted to see that in theaters because you need that big experience. At home, I've got a 101-inch screen, and I've got a 7.1 surround sound. It was just the way the house came. I don't really have a need to go to a movie theater. You don't have to, like, get your seat early to know that you have a good seat. Yeah, (laughs) and my bar is right behind me. I know, it is good. It's it's magical. I do like a theater experience for those big movies, like you mentioned, Top Gun. I'm going to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie when it's out. Was it next month? No, the month after. I think it's April that it's out. Okay, that's the one with the really bad Italian accent, isn't it? There's no, no accent. It's just Chris Pratt. I know. I'm not a fan of that part, but the whole, if you guys haven't seen the trailer for it, it looks good. I grew up on Nintendo. My kids are into the Wii right now. That's right. We hooked up the Wii. So they're really pumped for the Mario movie, as am I. All right. Just uh, one or two more here for Valentine's. Homemade gift or something store-bought? Honestly. Oh, oh I would honestly take a homemade gift. Really? I would honestly, yeah. Like to me, there's so much thought that goes into that, whatever it is, even if it's something like quick and drawn up, or maybe it's something made, maybe you're the person who's giving you that gift is very talented at whatever it is. I, I love that. That's great. I take that over like something you just grab off a, a shelf. Yeah. Any day. 70% would prefer something homemade. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I believe people when they say that. Really? I'm also not good at making things. I'm not really a creative person in that sense. So maybe I'm just embarrassed about what I might be able to produce. But if, if you're good at that sort of stuff, maybe that is a great Valentine. Yeah. I, uh, I asked another question and I don't have the numbers on it. It was just sort of an anecdotal thing. I am very, very bad. I've learned recently at cursive. For example, I make notes every morning during <laughs> our morning show. Let me and see that. That's that's my okay. writing. Now, you can probably read it because we've worked it. together for over a decade Yeah, now. I can read most of that. That's not bad. Okay, so if I want to write a nice note to my girlfriend, and this is our second Valentine's Day living together. Okay. And I know that I'm not going to cursive anymore. Can I type it or is that too impersonal? Okay. I mean, preferred is writing. How much, how much writing is there? Like if you're going to write a nice, let's say it's a, is it a love note, like um, a love letter, or just like a thank you for being my partner? Thanks for- Like a one-pager? Being a great cook. That's like, why I'm here. So a one-pager <laughs> is basically- I think you should attempt to handwrite it. If it's more than one page and you have a lot of things you're reflecting back on, it's taking you, It's go, you're going way back and you're going detail, you can type it probably. But if you're just going to like, if it's like a few paragraph sentiments, write it out. I think I need to explain the gift- I think I need to. You need to explain the gift. I do, because it, it's kind of a, here. I, like uh, your gift this year, do you mean? My gift to her <gasps> this year. Oh, can and, you and, say anything? She might hear this. Well, we agreed, no gifts. And while okay. I, I typically do stick to that, I did find a gift that was so inexpensive that I don't think she'd mind that I spent $25. Oh, that's not bad. What did you get for 20 What the heck did you get for $25? A, th- a carton of strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you get? Do you really want me to tell you? Of course I do. Yeah, I'm curious. It's going to be personal. And okay. I know that there's some people who are going to hear this and they're going to think that's fucking dumb. And maybe it is dumb. Well, it's not them getting it. So fuck I, that. I'm taking a chance on this. I had a really great conversation with a couple of buddies of mine and it was in a group chat mm-hmm. and, and a couple of them are single and a couple of them are in relationships. And one of the things that came up during this conversation was how awkward it is dating in your 40s. Okay. Dating in your 40s is weird because you're either still single 
or you're newly single because whatever you had first didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So you got a whole bunch of people at various levels of baggage, and even the terminology is really strange. Can I tell you, as an adult male, I feel really weird introducing my my girlfriend as my girlfriend. As your girlfriend. I would but imagine I, that would be strange, yeah. But I also don't want to say partner, because that sounds weird too. And partner is a little ambiguous, because you're not really sure, business partner? Fucking partner? Like, what kind of a partner is it? I don't know, it? when you say my partner, as long in the right context, I like partner, just because I do find it to be inclusive too. I think that it's like good to just say partner. I usually say partner and then I'll clarify like, oh my gosh, well, my partner, my husband, like then I clarify what that means. But she's, you know what I mean? She's not my wife though. And and there's a lot of guys who are in that situation and they're in like committed, serious relationships. And in some cases they live together or they're going to be, or they have a dog together that they share between their apartments. Yeah. And there's just no good term. There should be. Like, why don't we create something? I, I'm open to suggestions and whatever. My gal pal. Like, it, it, no. Yeah, gal no, pal. Like, I know it doesn't work. It's strange, especially when you're in a professional setting. So I'll tell you now, um, on Friday, I'm having dinner with a very, very well-known former political leader. Okay. How about that? I'll tell you guys about it next week. I'm just not going to do it until after I've gone. However, in a situation like that, everybody's dressed up. They're all there to get some political stuff and hear some good messaging. And it's a professional setting. I don't want to walk around and say, hi, here's my girlfriend. It's weird, you know? I mean, we're obviously older. I don't want to use the girlfriend term. That's the same term I would have used if I was in a relationship at 16. This is my girlfriend. Yeah, it is strange that we don't have something as in like an in-between almost. Right. And some people, by the way, never get married. You know, so in that case, if you're with your partner, this is why I go with partner, because I feel like it just makes more sense across the board. If you're with your partner for many, many years, you decide never to get married, which is fine. So you don't want to use the term wife or, or husband do you stick with girlfriend, boyfriend? Probably not. This is the thing. Like, eventually, I think some people cave and just call them wife or husband just because it's easier that way. Like, fuck, it's easier. Just we'll call you that even though we're not married. Maybe they don't want that, but girlfriend, boyfriend's weird. So I get it. We got to have an in-between here. I agree with you. So now you see where I'm going with yeah. this and where this chat evolved from because I'm not the only one noticing this. Other people are noticing this too. Yeah. There needs to be another term. But it's not just in the terminology. It's also in how you guys interact and how you function as a couple. We live together. We're in a committed relationship, but we're not married. So because we're not married, I can't call her my wife. She also can't call me her husband because there's a technicality there. So yeah, we do need a term for what we call each other, but we also need a term for that kind of a situation. This is my cohabitation partner. My common law. Is it even common law technically? Uh, now it is, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. mean, there's not even a good term for that. But even then, yeah. There's um. Uh, a In lot- the eyes of the law, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Nobody needs an explanation. Why don't you just call them by their first name and let the other people like f- try to figure it out? Like make other people awkward around you. So she would just say, "Call her her name." Hi, this is my. Which Scott. I don't know if you want to say her name, but yeah, like say this is blah, blah. This is blah. Do you really need to define your relationship every time you meet someone? Well, when you're I don't in, think so. When you're in a relationship, you're basically then hogging all of the titles. Or when you're married, because then you can use things like husband, wife, we're married. That terminology doesn't exist for people who are in the exact same right. situation, but haven't gone down to City Hall and paid the tax and right. gotten the piece of paper and stood up in front of someone and swore a promise. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay, what are you going to do? I'm excited to hear what, what $25 gets you with this. <laughs> 
hear me out because I know it's going to sound silly to some people, but I, I really, really put a lot of thought into this after I had that conversation with the guys and I researched it. I talked to people and what I learned is a less is more and $25 gets you a perfectly beautiful ring. Ring? A ring. It is a ring? It's a ring. What kind of a ring? There's actually five of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. So what? I still don't understand. It's a ring. It's a commitment ring. Oh, it's a promise ring. It's not a promise That's ring. That's very grade school. Nope, it's <laughs> not a promise ring. This is the ambiguity here. Typically, the promise ring is what comes before the engagement ring, and the promise ring is usually like a shittier version of what is eventually going to be a nice, beautiful engagement ring. Where do ring. you find a $25 commitment ring? Oh, hear me. I, I'll get to that. Okay, okay. Anyway, the point of the commitment ring is... Again, just because we're not married doesn't mean that she can't have the same things that people in regular relation or sorry, marriages can have. So are you going to go with fiance after you give the ring? Is that technically a proposal? No, because so we're not engaged. How does it change how you introduce her? It doesn't. We're getting to that. Okay. Okay. So all right. <laughs> I'm hearing the skepticism and it makes me because not want to say. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So she's going to get a ring uh-huh. and it's not an expensive ring. Okay. It's not made of any precious metals. It doesn't shine or sparkle. It's just, a, a, it's actually a couple of them because they came in a set that I thought you can wear this whenever you want to signify whatever you want. If you would like to have it on your wedding, your traditional wedding ring or engagement ring photo or ring, go ahead. If you'd like to wear it on your middle finger, go ahead. If you want to wear it on your toe or on a, a, a chain around your neck, I don't give a shit. Either way, this is the commitment that I'm making to you. Okay. And she can then have that and she will know that, okay, now I'm in a relationship. I am on the same level plane as everybody else that's walking around with their big, fancy, expensive jewelry. You don't need big, expensive, fancy jewelry because we didn't go down to City Hall and pay the tax for the privilege of spending all the extras. So she's in a relationship, committed relationship. She's got a ring, but we're not engaged. We're not married. It's a commitment. That's all it is. So this is my commitment partner? Is that what you're going to go with? Well, we still need a word for it. Yeah, we still need to figure that out because it's not going to fix that problem. No, but the nice thing is there's a couple of different rings. So it can accessorize with whatever she's wearing. It could just blend in nicely with whatever she's, whatever other jewelry she's wearing that day. It's one of the most versatile things you can imagine. And all it means is commitment. If you Google silicone ring, there's two oh, it's a silicone. It's silicone. I was going to say, okay, that's good. That's a good thing. Silicone rings are great for a number of reasons. Because I was thinking if it was only $25, she's going to have black marks all over her fucking hands. <laughs> no, and that's part of it too. It's almost anti-establishment. It's good. not jewelry. It's not uh, precious metal or, or um, gemstone jewelry right. for a specific reason because that's not what it is. All it is is a commitment. And this is me saying I'm committed. And you can show that off however you want. You can make it blend in and just pretend it didn't happen. You can wear it proudly as if it is a quote unquote wedding ring. You can do whatever you want with it. But either way, the commitment is made. Okay. And you think she's going to love this? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. 
But when you look it up, there's two uses for silicone rings. Silicone rings, number one, a lot of people who work in uh, the trades, the trades yeah. and things My like that. My husband has one. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so yep. wear them great. They're breathable. Yep. They're, uh, and it doesn't matter if you lose it and if it gets damaged, exactly. who gives a shit. Exactly. It's also safer too. A friend of mine's a police officer. And if he has to go jumping over fences mm-hmm. in a backyard, you yep. don't want your gold ring to get caught on the fence. I think we should normalize those all the time. I think Silicone so Silicone rings for everybody. Well, you watch how normal it's going <laughs> to get now. You watch. I'm, I'm changing the world right here. It's great. And, and the other reason, too, is silicone rings have now more or less been adopted by people in my situation. People that aren't married, they're not engaged, they're not proposing, they're just in a committed relationship. It's almost like a ring without the ring that everybody's used to seeing for right. the last centuries or what. It's kind of like that. Right. But a 2023 version that just tells someone, committed, taken, done. Taken. Not necessarily even taken, because I'm not going to speak for her. Maybe if she decides she doesn't want to be taken, she takes it off, or she doesn't wear it at all. And that's the thing. There's no pressure to it whatsoever. It's there if you want it. You want to wear it on this finger? Go ahead. You want to put it on a different one? Go ahead. It is what it is to you. It's just my commitment that I'm offering. Mm, Okay. Interesting. What do you think? Are they different colors? There's a few different colors, yeah. Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's good, though, but that's you guys. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear brilliant or well, amazing. Well, again, it's not for everybody because it's not for everybody. Just like my situation wouldn't be for everybody or someone else's wouldn't be for everybody. Um, but if that's what probably makes sense to define your relationship, then what does it matter what other people think? Exactly. And that's kind of the point of it is don't define your relationship. And this is very, very loosely defined in this uh-huh. case. So I think it's great. I just need to figure out how to write that into the one side of a card. Right. Right. If you have any theories on how I can do that without typing it, you let me know. This is, did, it, did it not come with like a little leaflet? This is your commitment <laughs> ring. Fill in a blank. Actually, it to did. To my dear it, blank. It was so cheesy that I think I, actually, I ripped it yeah. when I was opening the package. But that's neither here nor there. Did I'm you sure. get it shipped from Amazon? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. It was great. That's great. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. We're 20 minutes already. Oh, dang. Okay. Quickly here. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's, but we're just going to switch gears. Uh, rest in peace, Mayor Hazel McCallion. She is. Yeah. Why did this get dragged out for two weeks? I think they, she died two weeks ago. I think they they might have wanted to do it on her. This would have been her nine. What was it? It would have been her one hundred and second birthday. So I today. think they purposely did it for her birthday. I, I could be wrong, but that's what I got from it. We don't typically do that. Usually when someone dies, there's very specific rituals depending yeah. on what culture or traditions sure. or religions you follow. Two weeks is a long yeah, time. I know she was laying in st- in state for that. Was it almost the entire time? No, it was just Sunday. Oh, just one day? Sunday and a little bit of yesterday. Okay, so I'm not sure what the deal was there then. That's a good, that's a good question. We still haven't found the wreckage from whatever it was we shot down over Lake Huron, (laughs) over the Yukon. Guys, we're still waiting on that. Okay. This is important, and we need to be hearing more about it. I think so, too, and nobody is talking about it. But there's a couple of things nobody in government is talking. They'll hold news conferences, but they don't actually say anything if you listen to them. We know exactly where we shot it down. We know the coordinates. We know the location. We know exactly where the missile hit it. And presumably... Even with the explosion, it would fall basically straight down, Mm -hmm. basically. So we know where it is. They say they can't find it. Now we're sending in more planes and we're sending in more crews and we're sending in more, 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 more. What do you mean you can't find it? I get that the Yukon has fairly challenging terrain, but we're not talking about the South Pole. 
It's the Yukon. It's in Canada. Is it in like a bunch of pieces or are they even sure? They don't know. Well, they oh. blew it up. I mean, this is the problem with yeah. shoot first See, and ask questions that's later. That's the thing. They probably are in little pieces, so it would be hard to find. But I mean, they must have some idea of roughly where the big chunks are. Are, are they going to put it back together or do they just want to read the label? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but either way, go find it. Don't tell me you can't find it. The one in Lake Huron, it's a great lake. It's a massive body of water. Smaller than an ocean, but bigger than most other lakes. Again, we know where we shot it. We know where the tide is going. Do you mean to tell me that if a passenger plane crashed into the Yukon, it would take us at least three days to find the wreckage? If that's the case, we should stop flying flights over Yukon just in case. I feel like they might know something they're just not telling us yet. Yes. Now you're reading my mind. Maybe. I think they must know. There's no, don't tell me they don't know. They're still looking yeah. for the wreckage. Or an indication of where it came from or if it was made on earth or not. You should be able to tell those things right away or close enough, right? But the longer they drag this out with not giving us any yeah, answers, don't you think the more right. people are thinking something's weird here? Or there's another completely other school of thought. I tweeted about it this morning. Why can't they find this wreckage? We know where we shot it down. Look below that. That's a good place to start. That was Look my down. only comment. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. People are like, "Uh uh-uh, wake up. They're covering up for other things that are going on. So yesterday, based on the conspiracy theories, John Tory threw his entire legacy and marriage and half of his money probably away to cover up for Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau. That's what they would have you believe. Right, right. Now, this is all to distract us away from... Um, Which now? What now? What? what, what, I don't get the distraction. (laughs) That was, I'm sure there's some people who think that this has to do with that. I, I'm sure there are people out there that do. I don't know if they do or not, uh, if they're using this as a distraction technique. It would be very elaborate, and it's kind of a – it would require a lot of planning to arrange this if they truly are using this as a distraction from whatever it is that they want to distract us from. But only us here in North America, because the rest of the world apparently doesn't need to be distracted from whatever it is that apparently yeah. our government is trying to distract us from. Right. I – Hey, listen, I'm open to hearing any idea, any one of them. And I sympathize with you if you're struggling to understand why they haven't found this wreckage like me. I just haven't yet heard a compelling argument for how this could be a a cover-up of any kind. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is what it is. Maybe another country floated something into our airspace and we shot it down. Maybe something from beyond this earth came into our airspace, and we shot it down. I did hear that they recently recalibrated the radar. I guess this makes sense. The radar is capable of picking up most things in the sky. But if you have it set too sensitively, every time some kid loses a balloon at their birthday party, it's going to fire off the radar, and they don't want those kind of alerts. It'd be like if your phone was on ultra-sensitive for Uh, notifications and everything was coming in. They don't need to know that a kid lost a balloon or that... Uh, Kat here got a new drone for her birthday and she's flying it a little higher (laughs) than she should be. They don't need to know any of that shit. They just want to know if there's any threats coming. So apparently once they dialed back the, dialed up the sensitivity just a little bit more, now they're detecting things like balloons and whatever it is that flew over Yukon and over Lake Huron. Hmm. Which makes me wonder then, well, how long have these fucking things been floating over us and we didn't even notice? Yeah, and if they are from other countries, I mean, that's worrisome. If they are from another planet, I suppose that could be worrisome too. But this is why we need that answer. Is it better to be from like an alien galaxy slash planet? Or is it better to be from like 
Russia or some shit. Well, I mean, I don't know which one's worse. If it's from Russia, I have to think we're basically at war. I would have to because you can't just go and and create an incursion into some other country's airspace. It doesn't work that way. They're lucky that we are even giving them the benefit of the doubt. If we find out it's Russian, I imagine there's going to be missiles going over Alaska aimed that way. I think, right? I mean, that's an act of war. It is interesting that it's just been in, like, North America. Yeah. You know, and not, unless there's countries that do have other spottings and they're not sharing with the world yet. Their governments, I should say, aren't sharing with the world. But someone did bring that to my attention. Well, it's just over North America. I don't, which makes me think it's less that it's about, that it's coming from an outside planet, galaxy, whatever it is. Uh Uh-huh. It's more so internal, about North America. Yeah. And slash the states. <laughs> if it is extraterrestrial, then why, why is it just here? North America? Did they do something? And I say they, I mean like, you know, your uh, any number of defenses that they have, the military, to set that off, to make that be the spot they want to take a look at? Maybe they just stopped off to pick up some ice on their way back to wherever they're from. Maybe that's why they're over Yukon and, and Northern Ontario. I know, because that's a weird one. Like, that's what I mean. Like, why there? All the precious metals that get used in like the lithium-ion batteries and stuff like that, everything we're going to need to build the electric car batteries, doesn't all of that basically get hmm. mined out of northern Canada? Could that be it? Could be, but then there was only a couple of them out of several. Maybe it was just the easiest place from space to get into our atmosphere. I have no idea why they would do it. And yeah. frankly, I don't even care. I just want to know. What is it? Is this a threat or not? Yeah. Is this the new norm? Should we just get used to things flying in the sky that we don't know about? Yeah. Are they going to adhere to standard regulations? Like they've got to fly at a certain altitude so they don't crash into airliners and stuff. All those sort of things I'd kind of like to know. Important questions. I also don't understand how the U.S. government, and government does this way too often lately. The U.S. government yesterday confirmed it's not alien. No, no, it's not. No, the aliens didn't come. And he almost said it it in kind of a condescending way. No. Well, if you don't know what it is, how can you say definitively it's not aliens? Yeah, that's right. You haven't even found it, allegedly. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. If you if you can come if you can come and prove to us that it's not then then by all means you could say oh we can confirm it. Can't say that and then not tell us what it is. Then what is it? I agree. I agree. Is it totally. human made? You know it's human made. How do you know it's human made? Justin, we'd like some answers, please. We need our prime minister, probably shoulder to shoulder with the U.S. president, coming out and saying, "Hey, yeah, it's aliens." And this is the first time we found out about it. Or we've actually been dealing with these pricks for like sixty years. <laughs> I want Biden to just walk out of a podium. Aliens. <laughs> Just one word. Aliens. Like, what the fuck? Have yourselves a great Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll have a brand new episode of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. Bye-bye. The NFL used a new type of grass that, that took two years to prepare, and it was so slippery that the players were falling down on it the entire game. Yeah, always smart to try something new in the biggest game of the year, I think. <laughs> but the NFL actually released a statement uh, defending the grass. They said, this is way funnier. According to new analysis, more than 50 million Americans were expected to gamble this year on the Super Bowl by serving buffalo wings in a one-bathroom apartment. (laughs) An Italian restaurant in New Jersey is banning kids under 10 years old. It's New Jersey, so already nine-year-olds are sliding the hostess at 20 like, see what you can do. An owl was recently removed from a college library in Georgia, and this is annoying. Now it's saying whom.
The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.